Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's interviews, where we get to know the people behind and in front of the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists and musicians. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as Electric Kiwi. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcy Novelli from Canada, a man who wears many hats, literally and figuratively. When I'm not releasing music under my own name, I'm producing and mixing records for other artists. Speaking of which, if you'd like me to work on your next song or album, just get in touch. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, and Patreon as my name, Marcio Novelli. You can indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we yeah. are excited to share that we've made some significant, and I mean significant updates to our patreon page and uh, we invite you to become an official patron of the show to help us grow and uh be more awesome hopefully yeah perks include early access to content of course sponsored ads not only at the end but now at the start of our shows as well as your chance to co-host an episode alongside us your two favorite co-hosts maybe maybe not who knows but uh and also we do um we do a monthly hangout now which is kind of cool and uh if you've got something coming out like a new album or whatever creative endeavor you have and you want to ask us some questions or we can help anyway, um, you get to get access to that. Yeah. And if you're looking for other ways to support us or if you're just feeling a bit cold and you need something new to wear, uh, we do have some official BTA shirts available on our website. There's a link to them in our show notes. And if you use the coupon code BTA rocks, whether you agree with that or not, you will get 10% off as our little way of saying thank you. And for those of you not watching the video version of the show and you're just tuning in on to the podcast, I'm wearing a, a, a wonderful blue today. What are you wearing today, Roz? Who are you wearing I'm, today? I'm wearing the classic BTA white in uh, classic. an extra small. Extra uh, small. Designed no, it's youth by, large, don't um, lie. It's youth large. No, this, this one is actually, oh, this one actually uh, an extra, is extra small. small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one is. Lastly, I do want to let everyone know, in case you don't know, um, I just released a brand new acoustic EP, The Reimagining Volume 1. Uh, where I took some of my previously released material and uh, reimagined it. Um, but you can listen to this anywhere you download or stream music. Um, it's getting some great feedback, and I'm looking forward to just spreading it. Joining us this week out of Vancouver is Said the Whale's Tyler Bancroft. Said the Whale are a Juno award-winning band with five full-length albums and numerous EPs to their name since 2007. They also achieved a number one hit on Canadian rock alternative chart in 2013 with I Love You. The band have recently released their new record, As Long As Your Eyes Are Wide, which has taken Said the Whale back to its freeform roots while simultaneously venturing forward into uncharted art pop territory. We're excited to hear more about the new record as well as Tyler's advice for his fellow musicians. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. No worries at all. Let's get awkward right off the bat. Tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Uh, three things about myself no that pressure, everyone should know. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Um, let's see. I don't like the way that I look on a little tiny Skype screen. That's one thing. So uh, I thought I'm you looked fabulous. Dis- 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just feel like I should like keep fixing my hair. I mean, I'm just gonna say I think you got you got prepared for this more than Ross and I did. (laughs) My preparing, (laughs) our preparing is throwing on a shirt and a hat, and we're good to go. (laughs) Both of us. Okay. Well, uh, the other thing is that people should know is I'm not a morning person, Um, and it's uh, it was 7:30 in the morning when we started this. this is going well. Sorry. Okay, no, no, no. But the other thing is that I'm also a new dad, so 7:30 in the morning is kind of no big deal anymore. Congrats! So like, the new 10 a.m. Welcome to welcome yeah, to it's, the, it's to the new dad. it's the new 10 a.m. What the? I was gonna say, I, trying to say something. Welcome to Dadland is all that came out. Dadland. Dadland. Yeah, welcome to Dadland. Such a dad thing to say, though, <laughs> oh isn't God. it? Like, welcome, welcome to Dadland. Dadland. Yeah, <laughs> I, d- I know joke. you must be a dad if you just said welcome to Dadland. <laughs> You got to start working. You're, you're too, uh, you're too uh, dapper right now, man. You're gonna have to work on the cheesiness and the just pulling yourself a bed and you know throwing on a shirt and a hat. And that's it. Oh, man, I like set dad, my alarm. Right. I like set my alarm and did it. And like he was still sleeping. I can kind of hear him like getting up right now. So uh, yeah, they slept till eight today. That's, that's oh my incredible. gosh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I'd love to talk a little bit about the the new album. Um, I've been listening to it on Spotify all morning. Um, and Thank I was listening to some of your older stuff as well. Um, in your bio, you do mention that uh, as long as your eyes is wide is a return to the way that you and Ben started making music. Um, what made you guys go back to your roots for this album, and what can people expect uh, from it? Um, well, part of the reason, I guess, is uh, out of necessity, because we started out as just the two of us making music together, uh, you know, musical partnership, I guess. We went to high school together and um, and just kind of admired each other's songs uh, afterwards and started messing around in, uh, with, with Pro Tools and whatnot. Um, um, and, uh, and, and then the band kind of blossomed into this thing. We had eight years of being a five-piece band. Um, and then the drummer and bass player left. Um, which all of a sudden left us with no rhythm section and just being me and Ben as songwriters again, and then our keyboard player, Jason Lynn, um, who, who doesn't do a lot of the songwriting. She, she does sort of more like once the song is written, she kind of adds her parts. Um, so yeah, all of a sudden it just felt like it did again in high school or just after high school. Um, and so, yeah, we just automatically kind of reverted back to, to how we used to work, which was just um, a lot of experimentation um, and, uh, and it was nice because, um, of course, like I say this with so much respect to, to the departed members, um, but it was nice just to have the freedom to say yes a lot in the studio and not have to argue with as many people. Um, you know, obviously like Ben and I still argue, but we've been arguing for 10 years and we're very good at arguing together. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it, it just, um, it allowed a lot of like creative freedom for both of us, I think. Yeah, I don't think that's disrespectful at all. I think it's the more the more people involved, the more people to say to to have a problem with something. I mean, exactly. it's hard to please everybody. I do have a quick question for Ross, though. Is there a reason why mm-hmm. you uh, you you titled their album as long as your eyes is wide when you asked him this question? I think that's sort of like the gangsta version. Yeah, uh, that's exactly. Just, just see, Tyler gets me. Yeah, he knows. Okay. He knows. I'm. I'm. I'm so gangster. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I can see. Yeah. Totally, that was the yeah. least gangster thing I think I've ever heard anyone <laughs> say. <laughs> I know. Thanks, Marcio, for highlighting my, oh, no my few mistakes. <laughs> um, hey, because... I have many, multiple. So, um, exactly. so Tyler, you did have a, a pretty interesting release strategy for the new album involving giving fans early access to the album, <clears throat> holding a listening party. 
Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and the reaction you got to approaching the release this way? Yeah, that was, uh, we were really proud of that. That was really fun. Um, we were driving home from a music video shoot um, out in the boonies here. Um, it was snowing, and we were trying to think of ways that we could encourage people to listen to our music, I guess, and kind of realizing that people don't really sit down and like listen to records together anymore. Um, and, and I remember so clearly when I did as a, as a young teenager, I would always, you know, I remember like putting on Offspring Smash for the first time with you one know, of with my, my first best albums ever, man. Such a good record. Oh, absolutely incredible record. Um, and, and that record will always hold a special place in my heart because I can like, it takes me, I remember exactly where I was when I was listening to it. I was in my best friend's room. We were just like blown away by like, you know, a, I mean, especially that, that one part in Bad Habit. You stupid, dumb, dumb shit, shit goddamn mother. Yeah. Um, anyways, so so we're trying to figure out a way to um, kind of achieve that level of um, of paying attention to music. Um, and, and we're just thinking, of like, what would have been cool when we were in high school? Well, like, can you imagine if, like, one of our favorite bands um, gave us their record, like, three weeks before the release date, and then got all their friends together to listen to it. Um, and uh, so that was sort of like the, the fantasy that spawned the idea. Um, and then so what we did was we asked people uh, if, if they would like to host a listening party for the record. We would send them the record three weeks early, give them a week of alone time with the record to sort of get familiar with it. Um, and then two weeks before release, um, they could have a listening party with their friends um, and and uh, the idea would be they would collect an email address from each person at the listening party. And so that kind of gives us access to, to our listeners. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the idea would be that they would sit around and listen to music. Um, and we got lots of amazing feedback. There were, uh, I mean, there were listening parties as far as um, Auckland, New Zealand and Madagascar. Um, I think one or two in the UK um, all across Canada, obviously we, we do fairly well in Canada, a few in the States. Um, and, uh, yeah, people did everything from just kind of casually putting on the record at a party, um, which totally qualifies to, uh, you know, there were people who did like themed parties and did like a wine pairing with each song and like decorated, um, different parts of their homes, uh, to the themes of different albums of ours. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, pe- people uh, people really kind of kind of took it upon themselves to to make it their own, which was really awesome. Uh, pretty amazing to see. Yeah, I think uh, you highlighted something there that we mention often on the show is just like people don't. Cons- I-, I hate saying the word consume, but so I won't say it. <laughs> people don't listen to music like they used to. It's it used to be an event. I know when I was a kid. I mean, that was what I did. I wasn't watching TV at the same time. I wasn't on a computer. I had music on, I'd lay down in bed or had headphones on, or usually it was on my big boom box blasting. I had the speaker totally. separated and everything to really get that stereo separation. And, you know, that was what I did. That was, you know, and if I watched TV, I was yeah. doing something else. You know what I mean? That's what I was doing. I know when I was younger, like um, one of the things I always loved to do, like if I made a new friend, I would be like, you have to come around to my house. I've got loads of CDs and I mm. want you to listen to, I'm basically, I'm going to, I'm going to be like your concierge and mm-hmm. I'm going to. I'm going to find music that you like and you're not going to leave my house until you have like three new favorite albums. And I used to do that all the time. Um, and yeah, I don't think people really do that so much now. I mean, obviously you've got Spotify playlists and things like that. And that's still, it's a good way to find new music, but it's not, I don't think we've got the same relationship with music as, as kind of the people that grew up with 
CDs or even or vinyl going back further. Like I think. Well, it makes it a tangible physical know, yeah. thing that you can hold in your hands and look through the liner booklet. You know, um, there's something else you said there, Ross. That just you know, it, not only was it a very personal experience, but I do have memories as well with with my best friends growing up, just sitting on the couch or laying on the floor or smoking cigarettes in their attic because I was a bad kid, bad 12, 13 year old kid, um, and drinking alcohol that we shouldn't be drinking, but just listening to music. You know what I mean? Together totally. was the thing. See, but, my uh, mind was just listening to Dashboard Confessional in the dark, crying. <laughs> there was lots of that too. Of course, yeah, of there was course lots was of that, that too. But uh, anyways, bring it sure back around, though. It's great that you did that. I'm liking that you're bringing that back and you're encouraging that. Yeah, yeah. Well, just to add to what you guys were saying, I'm pretty sure that's how. That's like the first time Ben and I ever hung out was like we went to his house and he like showed me his CD collection. Like you don't do that anymore. You just no. like pull up Spotify. Hey guys, come over. I'm going to show you my Spotify collection. I'm going to show you my downloads. <laughs> I think there's so many ways that we can reach people now. But at the same time, it's just not that same experience. You know, I guess. I, but yeah. then again, some people might come at us and, and argue and say that, it, that it's that's not like that for them. You know. Well, no, and, and here, here's the thing. There's there's nothing wrong with people's experience right now. People's mm-hmm. experience right now is their experience. That's mm-hmm. how they listen to music. Right. And I sort of I made a conscious effort maybe about a year ago to try and start consuming consuming uh, music <laughs> um, the same way that like young people are consuming music. Mm. Um, just to like I don't know, kind of wrap my head around how how people are doing it. Um, and, uh, and have had lots of good, like Snapchat discussions with fans of ours. I'll ask them how they listen to music. And the answer is generally Spotify. Um, mm. a lot of people browse in SoundCloud, um, which is also super fun to do. You can stumble across some stuff you never would have heard before. Um, because a lot of the stuff on SoundCloud, um, is, you know, kind of like illegal, uh, bootlegs and remixes and stuff like that. Um, although they're cracking down like crazy on that recently. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, um, I mean, obviously like the three of us are all nostalgic for how, how music used to be, uh, cherished and mm-hmm. listened to so carefully. Um, but we also have to realize that like, that's just, there's, there's a different way that people are experiencing it now. And, uh, and we have to try and embrace that. Otherwise that, otherwise we're just going to sound like those crotchety old men. Well, you know what though, like, but I'm always surprised though, by my own following that, like I, I just released, a, I mentioned earlier, I released a new acoustic P, and I this is the first ever release that I have not pressed CDs for, and I've gotten backlash for that. There's several people that want CDs. I'm like, really? People still want CDs? But yeah, it's, it's because, weird. yeah, it's weird because uh, uh, maybe I'm saying like uh, not not so much maybe under 20, but I'm saying 20 and over because they do still want a physical copy. They say as a backup because sometimes so, they lose their whole digital collection so that was and and also a few people told me because of their their cars not every you know some people have older cars that they can only play cds you know so i definitely learned something there and and, you know there's a few articles i've read recently it's a couple people that we've had in the show actually ross um talking about how it's still a commodity for at least an independent artist and you know it's still something to sell at shows and that kind of thing but yeah so you know I, i i am surprised sometimes i do have this kind of um dark and gloomy idea of how people consume music but i don't think it's i don't think that's on that's everyone i think there's still some people that that appreciate it and still take yeah the and time some people to, do a bit of both like i yeah. i still buy cds mm-hmm. but but most of my listening is spotify because it's just yeah, so convenient agreed, like agreed. i'm i'm on my computer like every day spotify is there if i have a craving to listen to something that i don't own i can listen to it on spotify but sometimes yeah. i will go ahead and buy it because i like i want to support the artist but 
I still like the convenience of knowing that it's there on Spotify too. So there's nothing stopping us doing both, like buying the physical yeah, copy or download and streaming it. Yeah. And I think that's ideally, like if everyone did that, I think artists would feel a lot better generally about Spotify because they wouldn't feel yeah. like yeah. people are getting music for quote unquote free or right. very little. Um, but yeah, that's just well, that's the way the music I industry is a very it. different place now than it was, say, in 2007. So what I want to ask you, Tyler, is how has Said the Whale adapted to these changes? Um, well, I mean, you know, we work hard to, to stay on top of our social media and stuff. I remember the, you know, I remember the tour that we got Twitter, um, and, uh, and Ben always sort of like is, is impressed by how on top of social media I am, but he's a total Luddite. Um, (laughs) and so it does not take much to impress him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think the main thing is just sort of like fan engagement um, and, uh, and making sure that like you really put in a certain amount of face time with people who are supporting your music. Um, because when you do have those people that are, that are really, um, really passionate supporters, it's important to, to take them with you and to make them feel appreciated. Um, and, and so that's sort of, that's the real difference I think, um, is that, uh, you know, a, a lot of our, Although, you know what, that's actually, now that, now that I just said that out of my mouth, that's sort of the same how we've always been. Um, you know, we started this band and with a full cross Canada tour playing to like three people a night, um, in every venue. Um, and we would talk to every single one of them and, and hang out with them and, and exchange phone numbers and stuff like that. Um, and it's not so different now because we're just kind of doing the same thing. We're just doing it on a, on a slightly larger scale, um, and using social media, um, as well as, as personal meetings. We're, we're always, we hang out after our shows all the time anyways and meet people. So, um, right, like the ethos kind of the, haven't cha- hasn't changed. It's just the yeah. memes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. So yeah, that, and that's always been the ethos of, of the band is just kind of like making fans one person at a time. I love that. Tyler, you ready for 20 yeah. questions? Yeah, let's go for it. It's let's a little early, but I'll, I'll see how uh, quick <laughs> well, I Well, this do. is good. That means that you won't overthink it. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Meat. Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Indie or major? Indie. Yoga or yogurt? Yogurt. Canada or Scotland? Careful. Scotland. Scotland. Oh. Ooh. Wow. I love Scotland. Education beautiful. or experience? Experience. Marvel or DC? Oh, Marvel. Walking Dead or... Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, I'd say. Oh, wow. Okay. Talent or attitude? Attitude. Toronto or Vancouver? Dude, that's not, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver. Here I am. I'm in Vancouver. Studio or stage? Can't choose that. 50-50 split. Sorry. Whiskey or beer? Beer. Batman or Superman? Batman. South Park or Rick and Morty? <sighs> Rick and Morty. <laughs> Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? The Bolt. Oh, Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? <laughs> Celine Dion. Ah. Now, I'm kind of thinking you, because of your band name, you may go one way. With this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, whale or kale? Said the kale. Kale. Just kale. 
you guys go vegan, you guys can be said the kale. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Bet Midler or the Riddler? The Riddler. And your final, and some may say the most important question. Of all time, really. Probably. Well, of this show. No. Okay, of all time. Ross or Marcio? Oh, guys, that's such a mean question. Oh, I know. It's that's mean to horrible. us. It's meaner to us than it is to <laughs> anyone else, I think. You know, I think you guys both have great attributes so far. Um, so you know, far. you got like, <laughs> you know, Ross, you got like sw- swoopy cool emo hair and like, like the striped hoodie. And then like Marcio, you're rocking the kind of like, like hipster scarf, even though you're inside and it's probably really <laughs> hot in there. Well, Marcio, you know what Marcio he's said earlier? He's like, I'm rocking the Steven Tyler look to hide my baggy neck skin. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say. what they do. Well, so I had the dad bod. Yeah. And I've totally got the, and I've got the dad hat going on too right now. <laughs> so is that, is that a, is that like just, you're not picking? To draw, to oh, draw. He, right answer. That is the correct answer. If only all our guests were that were that smart to not oh, not cause us any harm. You have people that people actually choose. Oh, I'd say ninety oh, yeah. percent of them choose. Yeah, most of them choose. And of that ninety percent, most people pick Russ. Oh, guys, I know. Guys, it's sorry. awful. You know, I have no idea what this has done to my confidence. <laughs> it must be very damaging. I know, right? So, yeah. um, this is usually this is awkward because usually I lose and then I've got to like continue on asking the guests questions. But this is actually a positive experience. I like this, right? You're so, now as a co-winner, you can that's continue. It. I'm not exactly. a loser. I'm not. I, well, I'm not a loser. And Marcia, I'm going to send you a medal emoji later on, and that'll be your prize. <laughs> this is so sad. This is so. Can you sad send me one too? We have so to both get one. The fact that I didn't yeah. get not picked is a bonus. <laughs> like that is so. This is where my life is right now. So, anyways, Tyler, for all artists who um, would like to get their fans more involved in the release process, like we were talking earlier, uh, like you did for the latest record, uh, do you have any tips or advice you can offer them um, to make uh, release more successful? Um, I mean, I think uh, the advice would always differ depending on the scope of the project. Um, you know, if you're a band that has virtually zero followers, um, supporters, fans, whatever you want to call them, um, your strategy is always going to be different from somebody who's <clears throat> got already like several thousand Facebook likes or whatever. Um, I think that like something that works all the time, uh, or that is important all the time is to not, um, is to not kind of like appear desperate and to not be badgering of the people who are supporting your music, um, and try and find a way to make things more of a discussion rather than you just telling people things all the time. Um, because people look at their Facebook feed and their Twitter feed and they're being told things constantly. Um, they just are being asked to listen all the time. Um, so if you, um, perhaps come up with something more engaging that uh, inspires discussion or um, makes somebody want to interact with you know social media post or or with your record or whatever um, I think that is that will right away put you one step ahead of the game um, and then I think the other piece of advice I have for people of all scopes uh, of, of all project sizes is just to be really nice to everybody um, even if it's, you know, if it's, if you're doing like a college radio interview with somebody who you've never met before and somebody who like is, is being 
you know, maybe not a great host and they're struggling through their interview, um, it can be easy to kind of like get snippy or like feel like, like your time is being wasted. Um, but it's always, it's so important just to be so nice to those people because, um, a, the reason that they've got you on the line is because they care about your music. And so that's, that's an amazing, beautiful thing. And you have to be respectful of that. Um, and then B, for more of a business standpoint, you don't know if that person's going to go on to be like the editor of some larger publication or whatever, and this is their first time, and maybe they're going to be really grateful that you kind of coach them along their first interview. Um, <clears throat> well, we were all when we started this show just to jump in, and we're so grateful people, you know, stuck around with us, and we, you know, we were able to keep doing it, and we do this to help artists. So, I mean, if someone, we've had a couple people that weren't that nice to us, and we'll never have them back on, you know what I mean? So, just to say the other go. end of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and then and then the same actually goes for for when you interview with larger publications. Sometimes it can feel like the person is uh, is kind of terse and dismissive, and maybe like didn't listen to your record, um, and is just kind of like going through the motions. Um, it's equally as important to be super nice to that person um, because maybe just the great conversation is going to make them go back and listen to it. Because yeah, like a lot of larger hosts aren't doing as much research because they're doing like a ten thousand interviews in a week, so. You, you can't blame anyone for that. Um, and so it's important always just to, to, to be nice. <laughs> you know, yeah. it sounds, it sounds like the same thing that the same way that you treat your, your fans though. You know what I mean? And it's the idea, I think for me, whether or not you're playing for three people or thousands of people, it's like those people still came Everyone's out to see experience you. matters. Yeah. Yeah. So you shouldn't play yeah. a show, for example, you know, oh, <laughs> only three people are here, you know, and play that differently than a thousand people being there because those people are, that person still wants that experience. So it's, very similar idea, whether it's a smaller or larger publication. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and it's the advice I always give, which is uh, just don't be a douche. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's, 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 pretty it's poetic. It's so it's, yeah. You seem to put things so poetically. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> don't be a douche. Put that yeah. on a shirt. Just don't be a douche. Bridget I know, Atlantic, that's, well, that's the next round of... Uh, of next, next round shirts. of... Yeah, VTA, Ross... <laughs> oh, Blivin <laughs> put quotes. Ross Barber Smith. Don't be yeah. a douche. Be beautiful. Yeah. We, 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 we sometimes quote um, Steve Brule. And if we're kind of like, if we're maybe feeling like kind of beat down mm-hmm. and like, you know, we're maybe we're at like a lot of commercial radio stations and feeling like things are just getting like a little impersonal and weird. Sure and repetitive. We, we always say kill them with kindness. Mm. I like that. That's, that's the way you do it. Kill yeah. them with kindness. Yeah. And before we wrap up, I'd like to ask one last question. And this is looking back on the last 10 years. Is there anything that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started? Like, if you could go back and tell yourself something, what would it be? Um, well, I mean, I think I would always remind myself to be as nice as possible. I think there are probably times when I, I haven't been as nice and I, I'm remorseful for that. Um, nothing like major that sticks out, but yeah, maybe like getting snippy with, with somebody when I was tired. Um, and uh, and, and so, you know, that, that bums me out. The other thing is, just be really fucking careful with tour vans. Tour vans are bottomless pit of money. Uh, my God, it's uh, it's something that that we have lost so much money on and been stranded in so many different places. Um, that is a big piece of advice. Just don't buy a tour van. I don't know, Aura One, <laughs> anything. Don't buy one. <laughs> okay, Tyler, where's no the end. best place for people to connect with you online? Um, love and Instagram, uh, which is just at said the whale. Twitter's mm-hmm. at said the whale. Facebook Perfect. is just slash said the whale. Um, we're doing our best to stay very engaged with people who are supporting our music. So yeah, any one of those platforms. Awesome, cool. And it's not going to notice. I was impressed with your Twitter use as I was quote unquote stalking you earlier doing some research. <laughs> so oh, good, good. Thank uh, you. So thank yeah, you. kudos to that. 
Um, and as for our show, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and YouTube. Just search Bridge the Atlantic. You'll find us there. Uh, visit our website and pick up one of our shirts as Marcio and I are modeling uh, while you're there. Yes. And as I mentioned earlier, my brand new acoustic EP, The Reimagining Volume 1, is now available everywhere. I'm also working on my second solo album, and you can be part of it at marcinovelli.com slash pledge. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and Patreon, which are all my name, Marcio Novelli. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by 30 Roses, a virtual assistant and consultant to musicians and other creatives, as well as Chris Keaton, Joe Centenary, Music Entrepreneur HQ, Buck Naked Soap Company, and Social Surge. All links are in the show notes, so please check them out because they keep this show going. They certainly do. And if you want to join that list of awesome people, uh, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. Uh, we recently updated the rewards like we mentioned earlier, which now includes sponsorship at the start and end of our interviews, as well as an opportunity to co-host an episode uh, and jump on our live stream as well. So um, jump on there and make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes so you don't miss any episodes and leave us a comment and let us know what you think of the show. Tyler, this has been great, man. Thanks for coming on, chatting with us and uh, sharing some insight and uh, we wish you all the best, man. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Much appreciated. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.